Welcome back to Inspiring Hope, where I encourage you to have only positive expectations through true self-care. I'm your host, Dr. Tracy Williams, and today we're going to jump right into it. It's all about passive income, getting our finances straight, and investments. All right, y'all know how we do it. Let's get it. Let's go. Today, we're going to switch it up a bit. We're going to hit that financial piece because I know that all the people that I know, friends and family, they love to do some good financial stuff in the world and want to leave a legacy for their children and for others. Am I right, Ron? What about the ones you know? Yeah, definitely, definitely. It's all about that generational wealth and, you know, building legacies for the next generation. That's right. All right, so just jump in right quick and say hello to the people before we get started good. This episode is brought to you today by Tracy Williams, Inspiring Hope. have a super important announcement to make. My new book, The Tree of Life, is now available on Amazon via ebook. That's right. You can download it today for only $4.99. Don't forget, get your copy at Amazon.com, The Tree of Life. It is for children designed for kids 7 to 12-year-olds. It will teach them how to make important decisions, compassion, empathy, and the building blocks to restoring resiliency, self-control, and self-regulations. Again, download your copy today of The Tree of Life on Amazon.com by Tracy Williams. Um, I'm also a passive income coach. I teach people how to turn liabilities into cash flow and assets. I'm also have a nonprofit based out of DC called First Base Inc. Um, where we focus on youth mentorship, professional development and community outreach. Um, so that's a little bit about me. Wow, you said all the stuff I was gonna say. <laughs> I made sure I had my stuff up so I could read it and read it just right. <laughs> We appreciate you taking time out of your busy uh, Saturday morning. This is going to be an awesome show. So we know sharing is caring. Make sure that you hit that share button and share with somebody else. We are definitely living in a time where we have to learn how to handle our finances, take care of our finances and make sure we have something coming in, whether we do it or not. I got a new saying this year. I'm like, if it ain't make money, it ain't making sense. And if you are offended by that, that's okay. I love it because I like to challenge the mind and get us to, that's how we experience that growth in our mind. So it means something about your relationship with money, finances. But you know what? When I say that, it's not all about the money, but it is about being profitable. So if you're not being profitable with something that you're doing, if it's not doing something good for you, then you need to switch up and change what you're doing and do something different. Am I right? Yes. Okay. So... (laughs) Uh, I want to make sure I introduce you guys to Ron formally. His name is Ron Curtis. He was born and raised in Washington, D.C., graduated from Virginia Commonwealth University in Richmond, Virginia. And he uh, he got his, his bachelor's in administration with a concentration in human resources management. He also pledged Alpha Kappa Phi. So, Psi, you guys, so he's an Alpha. Got Alpha in the house. Well, no, I'm not an alpha. It's called AK side. AK side. It's a business track. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. So AK side. And like you said, he's a financial literacy coach. And also, 
you know, help produce passive income. What I love about this guy when we uh, first talked the first time is that you can tell from when he was a young kid, he was ready to be an entrepreneur. He was ready to make some money. So I got some questions for him today that he probably has no idea what I'm going to ask. We didn't script this. It ain't recorded. None of that. Y'all catching him live and raw just the way it really is. So we're going to see some true transparency come out here. So tell me a little bit. How did you get into becoming a financial coach? Um, so a financial coach. So one thing I realized, I'm 27 um, and I realized, you know, they, they don't teach financial literacy at school. Um, you know, you're not going to learn it in the streets. You're not going to learn it at home either. So a lot of times people learn it from, um, you know, experience when they're already waist deep in financial uh, issues. So just me personally, full transparency, um, right out of college, I got a good job working for the D.C. government. I was going out partying, having fun, and I found myself in some credit card debt. Um, and one day my monthly minimum went from $100 a month to $600 a month. It just jumped up and I didn't understand why. So um, just being a curious person I am and I love seeking knowledge, I went and kind of researched why that happened. Um, and make a long story short, I was able to get myself out of credit card debt by consolidating loans and leveraging my credit score. Um, to uh, take that $600 a month payment and making it $200 a month over a five year period for like a total of about $10,000. Um, then I did it for a couple of my friends. I helped them. They were paying thousand plus dollars a month on five different credit cards. And then now brought their payments to $300 a month. So I said, you know what? Somebody else could use this. So I just kind of, that's where my passion came from. Um, I published an ebook called Financial Lit Understanding Credit Cards. It's just a quick 10 to 15 page ebook that breaks down credit cards and how they work. Um, to kind of give some of that knowledge that I, that I got from my research and my experience so the next person could benefit from it. And then from that, I just kind of took off. I got into um, credit repair, credit restoration, learning more about that. Um, I just became a licensed uh, or certified tax preparer. Um, I just became a licensed notary. And I have a plethora of uh, passive income opportunities, um, little businesses that I have running. So that's pretty much, I love passive income, residual income. Um, and yeah, I'm just a natural born hustler. <laughs> and that's what I love about it. It's like he said he's a natural born hustler. And you guys, this is it's not like you also you have to be naturally born to do this, but you can learn. And we always gonna be learning and growing and connecting and networking with each other. So make sure if this is something that you need or somebody that you know needs something like this, make sure you give them a shout out. Hey, I want to shout out to Miss Delicia this morning. She's got a shop. Sisters Helping Others Progress and Miss Kathy Weaver, thank you for joining us. That's Miss uh, Miracles with Water. So shout out to you and shout out to Pakistan. Thank you for joining us this morning. This is awesome. So I love the whole uh, passive income. You know, when I first started enjoying passive income, it was something I didn't do on purpose. I just had a, a goal for something that I wanted to achieve. And part of that was giving back. So I know earning it has a, a lot to do with giving. I think the more that you give, the more that you receive. And uh, one of the first things that really uh, drew me to him was we were just talking, having a conversation, just chatting a bit. And he was like, yeah, I just make income so easily and, you know, effortlessly and it comes in abundance. And so I, I was like, man, that's one of the things I used to say all the time. One of my I am affirmations and I stopped doing that. But we got to start again. We got to start again, you guys, with our affirmations. So if that's not one of yours, come on. You can adopt that, you know, and make sure that you're saying that every day because we can do that. But let me let me ask you this. When was the first time you noticed when you were a kid? Did you ever like sell candy or do something like that and you really enjoyed it? 
Um, that's a great question. So the first time that I noticed when I was a kid, okay, so um, in elementary school, there's these cartoons called Dragon Ball Z. And in elementary school, all, everybody went through a phase where we were drawing Dragon Ball Z characters. Um, and they were like real big. So we would, we would draw them and then we would also take pictures and trace them. So I had a color printer at my house and I would go on Google and print out some of the Dragon Ball Z characters. And I would trace them in school. So I remember this guy, I'm not gonna say his name, I remember his name. Um, he was like, hey, I'll buy two pictures from you for $100. And I'm in the third grade. I'm like, whoa, $100? He like, yeah. So I say, okay. Um, I sold him two Dragon Ball Z printout pictures for $100. Uh, next thing I know, I had a wallet like this. I'm walking around the school flashing my hundred dollar bill, <laughs> the ladies and everything. And I was feeling so like I made a, a, a serious flip. Like I made a nice sale. I get home, I'm happy. I tell my parents like, hey, mom and dad, I got this hundred dollars. Can y'all go ahead and put that in my savings account? Cause I know every Christmas, every birthday, they had a savings account for me. And they're like, where did you get this hundred dollars from? You know, I tell them not really thinking of anything. Next thing I found out that guy, I mean, I guess my parents wrote a letter to the teacher, that guy, um, it turns out he ended up stealing the money out of his mother's purse. Uh-oh. To buy the photos, I mean, to buy the pictures, but um, Did back you then, get the money back? Yeah, I had to get the money back, unfortunately. Oh, man. But but I I, I guess I learned, and I'm, I'm realizing now that I think about it, it's like, you can put a price on anything, anything can be sold. Um, and it's like, you can monetize off everything. So that's definitely, as far back as I can remember, that's the first time I made my first sale. And it was like that's supply and demand. It was it was economics in third grade. So I love I love that. That is that's what's up. We you can make money off of anything and put your price on it. You just gotta find somebody that finds value in it and they will yeah. they will buy it. So yeah. And so that goes along with what I'm saying this year and every year until until the Lord calls me home. If it ain't making money, it ain't making sense. That's if true. that bothers you, it's okay. You can put something in the chat. And I don't just mean uh, making cash money, but if it's not profitable, if it's not doing you some good, whether it's a relationship, whether it's church, whether it's your J-O-B, the just over broke, <laughs> then it ain't making sense. Then you, we, we got to have some multiple streams of income. And I think if COVID didn't teach us anything else, it taught us this. We got to look for something different because we want different results, right? That's true. Yeah, uh, I hate uh, the thought of people, you know, getting kicked out of their homes after a certain amount of time, you know, just because their job closed down or things changed or switched. So people had to learn how to pivot and do something a little bit different, right? Like basketball. Exactly. Versatility is everything. Um, some Something one of my old supervisors used to tell me that's going to stick with me for life. He would always say, you're a sorry rat if you have one hole to crawl in. Um, and I never, I didn't understand what that meant until he broke it down. It's just like, um, well, I, I look at it compared to multiple streams of income. Like, you know, rats, if you're a good rat, you got a whole bunch of escape routes, different entrances, exits, and things like that. But um, you just got to have multiple, multiple, um, multiple holes in a sense. Right. I love that. And, you know, one of the um, three three books that I really like, you know, when it comes to finances and kind of changing your mindset about that, if, especially when you're young and you, and you don't have a good relationship with money, you know, if you have a problem saying, you know, I love money. That kind of thing or when people you know if you believe in those um those things where people say you know this money's burning a hole in my pocket or ain't got a pot to piss in or a window to throw it out or money don't go on trees so you grew up with those sayings and you know one of the greatest books that you can read is think and grow rich so you can think and grow rich 
you know, and I believe he even says in there, you know, it's still not all about just the cash when we talk about growing rich, right? We were all born with either the ability to, you know, choose. We could choose life or death. We could choose to be rich or poor. It's all up to whatever our values are, right? That's true. That's true. Napoleon Hill, he had a great book. He definitely broke down a lot of key concepts. That's one of the first, well, the second book that I read that changed my perception of money. So that's definitely a great read. Awesome. And you know, the other one I like is Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And I, when I think about that, I always think about, you know what? I bought that not purposely. I wasn't even thinking about that was, I didn't know that was what it was about. And so when I, I got it, it was on audio. So I put it in the car, you know, my son's in grade school. So I put it in the car and I'm listening. I'm like, oh, this is really cool. This is, this is good. I'm like, and I love it. It was like, for anybody's age, you can listen to that book and gain some great concepts when it comes to finances, making money and being a good steward and all that kind of stuff. Did you like that one? Yeah, that's true. Um, what's crazy, you just got me thinking when I first read that book, I got out of church, one church service. And when I walked to the back in a little fellowship hall, they had some books, free books for like free books on display. And I actually picked up that book. Um, and ironically, I didn't read it probably for that year that I had it. But at my at my first internship that turned into a full time job when I didn't have work to do, I would sit there with my headphones in and I would listen to Rich Dad Poor Dad um, on YouTube. And then I would be taking notes on the book as if I was working. And that's that's the first book I ever listened to or read to change my perception. Um, another good book Robert Kawasaki has is called The Cash Flow Quadrant. That's when it changed my perception as well. Yeah, I totally agree with that. So today, I know people are probably itching, dying to hear some ideas about passive income. And I gotta say this, last night I was on Clubhouse, right? So, I, you know, ever since I joined, I kind of been like, you know, clicking in and clicking out very often, I gotta say. And when I when I uh, woke up, I was like, man, I was just dreaming about this idea. So I want you to just share some things before I share, you know, what's on my heart. Um. Passive income. So like I was saying earlier, I firmly believe you can monetize anything. If you have a specialized, if you have a skill, you may not even know that it's specialized. Somebody will, you know, pay for your services, whether it's your nine to five job or something that you do. Um, you can add value to someone else's life. Um, so just to name a few that I have. So um, first I have a vending machine business. Um, it's a very passive or semi-passive type of income. Um, you, you purchase a vending machine or you purchase a route or a location, um, you buy the snacks, you set your prices, and depending on the foot traffic, you either filling it up once a week or once every two to three weeks. Um, it's a it's a good way to double your money. It's a good money to make money while you're not actively trading your time for money. Um, the second one that I have is my favorite. It's a rental car business. Um, I teach people how to turn liabilities into cash flow and assets. So how the business model works, you place a car, either you buy it, use new or use your own car that you're not using. Um, you put it on a four on a four higher ride share um, platform. These platforms are called Turo and Hire Car. You put your car on there. Um, your car is rented out. It's kind of like Airbnb for your car. And like I rent out one of my cars um, at around forty dollars a day. I net $30 a day after they take their cut in their insurance. Um, but what I love about it is it's a two-way street. So it gives people an opportunity who rent your car to go do DoorDash, Uber, Lyft, Grubhub, Instacart, things like that, which allows them to provide for their family and put food on the table. 
And at the same time, it allows you to make money passively by leveraging your asset. Um, so my first car that I had, my renter has had it since September 8th consecutively. We are now at January 23rd. It's been 130 plus days and he's paid around $4,000 uh, profit for that car. And the car was like $10,000. podcast family three resources to change your money blueprint and three ways to earn money during COVID-19 if you like this episode the information that you got be sure you subscribe share this with somebody else that you know and download the episode catch you next time peace out